Hey, hey, welcome back to the show. Today, we're going to walk through four different private equity firms, what their investment thesis is, how they look. And on today's episode, we have Lincoln Archibald here with me. Lincoln previously worked at JPMorgan Chase and actually knows people that work at all four of these firms we're going to walk through. So he called them up. We're going to go through their website, go through their investment thesis, the whole nine yards. This should be actually a very fun episode and very insightful on how different funds are structured and work inside of the space. Hope you guys enjoy. I've spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious fund managers around. And now I've decided to take the plunge and start my own fund. The real question is, how will I do it with no investors and without an Ivy League degree? This podcast is going to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we start and build multi-million dollar investment funds. I'm Bridger Pennington, and this is Investment Fund Secrets. Hey guys, so to start out this section of the program, we wanted to give you a few examples of private equity firms in the space right now, what they do. And actually, it's pretty cool. Lincoln has got some good contacts. The, mm-hmm. We're going to give you four examples today of different private equity firms. And Lincoln actually knows people personally at each one of these firms. You had calls with them this over this last week. Yep. And so he's got a little more. We're going to go through their websites, each one of them, but also he's going to add more insights for each one of these firms. They would have loved to come on, but compliance reasons, you know, it gets kind of difficult sometimes. Yep. So no, in private equity, you don't have to have a ton of money to be successful, okay? Three out of four of these funds operate with less than a billion dollars under management, yet they provide incredibly lucrative returns for their investors. This first PE shop is what they refer to them as a lot of the time. They only have like 150 million under management, yet they turn over companies so quickly that they're able to provide very lucrative returns mm-hmm. for their investors. Um, so you don't need a lot of money. You have to align your capital with your capacity, which we'll talk about more in a minute. Okay, so Center Valley Fund located out of Sacramento, um, CBF Capital Partners, every fund will just outline on their website what their investment thesis is vaguely, right? Because they just want to attract uh, businesses that are in need of capital. So they'll kind of walk through portfolio investments, their strategies. Most private equity funds will also have a login for their LPs, like a portal that, that you can track their investment and see where you We haven't at. discussed that yet on this course, but yeah, there are some great things. We're actually building some content out to show you guys where you can have investor logins. They can come in, see their investments, the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Center Valley Fund, let's look at them. CBF invests in small and medium-sized businesses in a range of industries across the Western United States. They provide both debt and equity um, and creative capital structures. Okay, so they just tell you, this is what we do. We invest in all these different types of strategic buyouts, if you will. So a management buyout where they'll help a management exit or they'll replace the current management. They do growth or expansion capital raises, okay? Just raising more money for companies. They'll do recapitalizations. Maybe a company has a lot of equity and if by increasing their debt, you can increase their top and bottom lines. Mm -hmm. They also work with mergers and acquisitions. Um, So this is a little more rare where they do so many different things. A lot of funds will um, specialize, but I think it's good to see the different options you have. And then they'll just kind of list their investment criteria, right? They invest in companies with 10 to 100 million in revenue, um, at least 1 million in cash flow. You'll see this as I mentioned, they want businesses with at least five years of historical financial statements, at least three. 
um, because that just means it's a more mature business, right? It's gonna be a less risky investment. Back to our first video, remember that growth bell curve, right? Mm -hmm. they're, they're telling you right where they're at on that bell curve, right in that statement. That's right. So then they'll walk through their in different investment structures. So they, they have investment size of three to 15 million. They'll have majority, meaning they lead the investment or minority equity investments, meaning they're going in with somebody else. So that's kind of like a joint venture, right? They are also a little unique in the fact that they have several different industries that they work in. So the partners here at this fund are just very well connected. So they get a lot of deal flow across their desk. Mm -hmm. And if it's a good deal, then they take it, right? All right, next up we have Levitt Equity Partners. They invest in healthcare, okay? That's their specialty, that's their vertical. They focus only in the healthcare space. And they don't list it on here, but I was talking with uh, one of the managers at the firm and their their check size is like five to ten million dollars per investment and they co-invest they only take the minority stake in the investment mm -hmm. and so what they do is they act as a support to larger private equity funds so they say okay these larger funds that have a lot of money that want to acquire this healthcare business they say hey look we're going to su supply all of this insight to you on the healthcare space what's going on with the legal system with, uh, I think they say right here, we have helped our portfolio companies and partner funds analyze and target strategic markets, understand reimbursement changes and trends, and navigate the transition from fee for service to value-based care. So I actually, in my undergraduate, I worked on uh, cost shifting in healthcare uh, on publishing a paper. Healthcare is messy stuff. Mm -hmm. And so they basically come in and they say, hey, we're gonna do all this messy underground grunt work, the research, the analytics, make sure that you're going, you're investing in a company that you know, has a future and let us throw a little money in the deal and then mm. let our investment grow. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah, it's kind, of, it's kind of cool, it's kind of unique. You don't have to be the biggest hitter on the field to make to this make. This is money. kind of like the big shark is going along and they're like the little minnow, you know, that little guy that comes and eats the scraps that's off right. of that? That's they right. follow the big sharks <laughs> and eat the scraps and that's a pretty cool investment strategy they have. Yeah, So and I think they have like 250 million, you know, and but that's what, uh, that's what they do. Okay, next up we have Tower Arch Capital. I think they have 700 million. So they have like very specific investment parameters. And so I was talking with them and, you know, they just love these mature mom and pop businesses that are, you know, maybe retiring and, mm -hmm. you know, just looking to be done. And they want to take those, build them and then sell them to another PE mm -hmm. firm. But they invest specifically with companies with revenue between 20 and 150 million or EBITDA between five and 25 million. They're, they're a little more unique in the fact that they just do recapitalizations, management buyouts and corporate divestures. Okay, remember how I said these, you know, these mom pop businesses that are done, they want to seize those assets, sell them off. Okay, for those companies, they do want to grow. They say, look, we're going to expand your company to new geographies, we're going to develop new distribution channels. Maybe we're gonna issue new lines of credit uh, because we have a really good credit history. You know, whatever it is, but these funds focus specifically. And again, you know, they've usually got the, their portfolio investments that you can look at and, a, and an LP login. So that's Tower Arch Capital. Now, finally, our fourth group is Partners Group. Walk us through them. They're actually one of the biggest private equity firms in the world. When you think of large private equity groups, you probably think of Blackstone or KKR, uh, but Partners Group has, I think, 90 billion in assets that are management based out of Europe. So in their private equity arm, they have, uh, tw you know, they've invested $68 billion into private equity, okay? And they currently they've got 
45 billion in assets under management. So these are big dogs, right? As you see with these larger firms, what kind of happens is they start off small, right? Everyone starts off small. Maybe you specialize in this type of business. And then there's this other market that is complementary to that other business. So then they start doing PE deals in the other one and then they conflate those and then they just keep growing and growing. So now- A good example of that is my my dad's funds. They uh, do real estate, multifamily real estate. They also figured out they could start a small insurance company mm. and they would do insurance for all of their own properties. Mm-hmm. And then they, hey, they got a cable contract and said, hey, we will just own the cable for all of our properties and also will own all the cleaning services and they started to buy up all the businesses around their assets so that they could have it under one shop. Yep, that's how people get big, right? So you look at them now, they operate in healthcare, in consumers, in industrials. I think their largest space is their infrastructure, energy and utilities. So they work with, you know, states and governments and a lot of a lot of financing and, and projects there, but really cool company. Partners Group is, is is awesome. Okay, so I've walked you through four different private equity firms, right? Some you know middle tier, some massive, um, but just remember, each one of these private equity firms started out by acquiring just one business, okay, and growing it from there. So the process is learn how to acquire and scale one business. And then really getting into private equity, you raise a fund, you do it at scale. It's exactly the model we talk about is syndicating your first deal. Could be even a small deal. Buying that, doing it well, just like you mentioned, and then scaling a fund, a private equity fund especially, allows you to scale that investment thesis. Yeah, so now let's kind of take a step back and then I, I think in our next couple of videos, we're gonna talk more of a small business acquisition and how to look at that and, and actually the process of how to acquire a business. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, wasn't that awesome? Hey, if you wanna learn more about funds, I actually have the unique opportunity to sit down with a co-founder of a $20 billion family of funds for an entire hour, and he did a full training on how he launched his fund, how to find investors, how to find your niche in that space. If you're interested, go to investmentfundsecrets.com. You can hop on that training for absolutely free. Listen to him for a full hour. It's an incredible training, and that knowledge actually as a mentor helped me launch my first fund. I think you guys will really enjoy it. See you on there. Bye.